Have you ever felt like work or things you're involved with got to a point where it's really starting to get to you? Or have you ever known a person or persons that really stressed you out? That maybe they did things, no no finger pointing to them. Maybe they did things, or maybe just their being, the way they were, really, they weighed on you. Almost kind of took your joy away and just really pressed on you day after day. And you feel like all this together gets to you, bothers you, even affects the way you live life every day. I'm sure that every person here in this congregation, everyone who is a member or a friend of Shiner First United Methodist Church, if that were to ever happen to them, I bet that the first thought that would pop into their mind would be, I need to go to church. Right? Well, believe it or not, believe it or not, there are people that if that were to happen to them, if they would have those kind of feelings or thoughts, church wouldn't be the first thing on their mind. In fact, it might be that church would be the last place they would want to be. Shocking, I know. But so it was for John one day. I I wonder and I think John maybe is hearing all these voices coming at him from every angle about what he's doing and what's going on. I'm wondering if he's seeing everything that's happening and it's not happening the way he thought it would. Things aren't coming to fruition the way he had been praying for. Things weren't happening the way he thought. So he had these feelings of being burdened by what people are saying, what people are doing, by what people are not doing. And really, he wasn't trying to go to church that day. Not at all. But he went. Reluctantly, he went. Now what you have to realize about John is, um, at first, this wasn't even just church. It wasn't Sunday, get dressed, look nice, go to church Sunday morning. This was a church gathering at night on a Saturday. And as he decides reluctantly to go to this church gathering on a Saturday night, who even does that kind of stuff, right? You realize that he's an important person. He's well-known. People respect him, admire him. And so as he walks into those doors, you know, he has to go through all the motions of shaking hands and holy kisses and high fives and hugs. And he has to hear people say, oh, it's so good to see you. I'm glad you're here. And he has to say, yeah, it's good to see you. I'm glad too. All the while, maybe waiting to hurry up and get out. Get this along, this passing of the peace and preaching stuff. Get along so I can get out of here by 12 o'clock. Well, no, that's Sunday. We're talking, never mind. Sits there, waits. He waits. He probably listens to people talk listen to people cry, maybe even listen to people pray. And then, the leader who was directing that night begins to read from Scripture, 
begins to read from the book of Romans. Some of us love the book of Romans. If you ever need a good, meaty piece of Bible to chew on, look at the book of Romans. But before reading these passages from Romans, before looking at the actual letter, the leader looks at the introduction to the book of Romans. Most of you have study Bibles, I'm sure. Maybe you bring them with you or they're at home. If you look, before every book, there's an introduction. There's somebody's thoughts about what that book is about. And so the leader begins to read this introduction to the letter to the Roman church happens to be Martin Luther's preface to this letter, the same Martin Luther that our friends down the street at the Lutheran church take their name from. And he begins to read these paragraphs. And while he's reading, John tells us that he felt his heart strangely warm. That in an instant, he knew he was a child of God. He knew sins were forgiven, he knew that God would forgive even him. Now, any good Methodist, and we're all good Methodists, right? <laughs> any good Methodist recognizes that story as what we call Aldersgate Day. We recognize that day in May, and it's a time when we remember that there's a street in London called Aldersgate, and there was a Methodist society that would meet there weekly, and they would meet for prayer, and they would meet to talk to one another about their Christian walk, they would meet to encourage one another, and they would meet to keep each other accountable. In fact, as Methodists, that was one of their marks that people knew who they were by doing this. Just like today, right? They would meet at Aldersgate. And it was John Wesley who didn't feel like going that night, but decided to go anyway. And when he did, he had his Aldersgate experience, as we like to call it, and he felt his heart strangely warm. Now, we recognize uh, that moment and that day because it, it signifies a, a turn almost, or a significant part of John's theology, of, of who God was, and what God was doing, what, what even John was in the midst of God's creation. But even more than that, I think it's a great example of what Jesus was talking about. Jesus is with his disciples one final time on his final night together with them. Remember, he's washed their feet. They've had communion. He's told Peter that he will deny him three times, on and on. And then Jesus tells him, I have so many more things I want to tell you. But I can't tell you right now because you can't bear it. But the Holy Spirit will come and guide you into all the truth. I love that image Jesus gives us there is the Holy Spirit as a guide. I think about going to some display or exhibition and you have, you have a, a tour guide, right? This tour guide knows everything you need to know about each piece or about every station that you're at. And they take you there and they answer questions for you. And they give you time there so that you can see 
you can hear maybe, you can learn and you can experience what it is you need to take from each exhibit, for each piece. And when you're ready, or when it's time to go, that guy says, let's move on. And you learn something else. You see something new. You spend your time there, and when you're done, or when the time runs out, you go somewhere else. You go somewhere else. All the while, learning something new, seeing new things, understanding more and more about what you were there for. What I want you to realize, friends, is that God's wisdom is all around us. If we look at the world we live in, we can see the wisdom of God working. Proverbs tells us that actually wisdom is God's very first creation. That before anything else ever came up in the world, including us, God's creation was there. And we can still see that creation as we watch the wind blow, as we hear the rain fall, as we see how the world works. We can see the creation, the wisdom of God. But we also see it in what we see about God. Trinity Sunday, we talk about the Holy Trinity, the Holy Three and One, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And that is a fundamental part of our Christian faith, that God has expressed who He is in those three persons. And we can talk about God the Father, what that means, what it looks like. We talk about God the Son, what that means, what that looks like. We talk about God the Spirit, what that means, how that looks like. But really, you can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. But really, the Holy Trinity really comes down to this. This is our explanation of what we can't explain. We can say three in one, but when we start talking about it... it kind of almost doesn't make sense and we can't wrap our, our minds around it. Because it's part of God's wisdom. There's only so much that we can understand about God. But in the Trinity that we talk about, we recognize how God has shown us different things. How God has guided us to different parts of truth that we need for our life. How God has shown us wisdom we have needed. And like Proverbs shows us, wisdom is at the city gate. And what's significant about the city gate is that everybody has to pass through. And so as wisdom is at the city gate, yelling at everyone, hey, here I am. I've been here all along. I want you to hear me. Wisdom is at the gate so that everybody can hear. Because the wisdom of God wants us to know the truth about who God is and what God has done. Now this wisdom of God is crying out to us because also what we realize is that the wisdom of God brings peace to us. God's wisdom teaches us how to look for the presence of God so that we can be comforted when we need to have comfort. God's wisdom reminds us that we are children of God. Wisdom gives us that assurance that we are loved and we are forgiven.
It's how we know we are loved. And it's how we get through those times when things are getting to us. It's how we learn to begin to deal with those people who are weighing us down or stressing us out. God's wisdom helps us know what to do and how to get through each day. And it's the Spirit of God that guides us to that wisdom. Now what I find significant about John Wesley's Aldersgate experience is that, well, I'll tell you this, I guess a confession. I've read Luther's preface before to the book of Romans. My heart's never been strangely warmed. I mean, there's good stuff in there. Yeah, truth, gospel. Okay. But even more than that, Wesley had heard this before. He had written about it. He had preached about it. He had believed it. He had heard it. But something about that moment was special for him. And even more than that, it didn't come in a fiery sermon. It didn't even come while listening or reading to a passage of Scripture. Somebody was reading an introduction to a Bible book. And yet, God was able to use even that to give John Wesley that assurance. I think what we realize is that the Holy Spirit helped John Wesley to be ready at that moment to hear again the truth that God was trying to give to him. The reason why we talk about that today is because that's the same truth that God is trying to give to each one of us. I don't mean to pick on them, but it's something we, you hear every year. Um, anybody have heard, you know, some of our graduating seniors, they get ready, they're so excited because now, after graduation, what? There's no more rules. Nobody to tell them what to do. They can wake up when they want and do whatever they want, right? Now, we laugh because it's just getting started. But it also sounds just as silly when we say things like, well, I've already done Sunday school when I was a kid. Or, well, I already went to church this week and and I'm good. Because in the same way that it's just getting started for those young people, here in this moment, Sunday morning is just getting started for us because we have the rest of the week now to look for God's wisdom all around us to experience what God is trying to convey to us every single day. And what we realize is that the Spirit is guiding us to see and to hear. Listen. But we've got to be open. We've got to be willing to, to see. Be willing to let the Spirit guide us. What we realize along the way as we are being guided through life is that there will be times when we pay a little more attention than we do at other times. There will be some times when even just coming to church seems to be a little more significant than it was last Sunday. Or sometimes when we take Holy Communion, it will seemingly have a little more significance to you. Or even you know, if you give at a certain time in your life, it, means, it seems to mean a little more and even when we're praying. Sometimes it feels like it has a little more meaning. 
that's because you're being guided. God's trying to show you something. So my encouragement to each of you is the next time you feel like you don't want to go to church, I mean, well, other people, right? The next time you feel like you've already prayed enough, the next time you feel like you've given enough, the next time you feel like, well, I've already had communion this month, the next time you feel like I've already done all I could do, the next time you feel that way, do it anyway. You never know. That may be the time where God strangely warns So, we need to pray, because quite often, we tend to look for our own understanding more than God's wisdom. Quite often, we're more content to go by what we know and what we want to do, rather than by what God is trying to show us about truth. And if you want to be led by God's Spirit, if you want to know the wisdom of God, then please pray with me. Oh God, we are thankful to you for your willingness to lead us each day of our life. We are grateful, God, because you show us the way to truth. You don't leave us abandoned on our own. So God, we confess times when we have sought to do our own will, to do what we have wanted to do more than what you have called us to do. And we ask now that you would make known to us God, your wisdom. Help us. Help us to be faithful to you in our situations, in our circumstances, in those moments that are weighing us down, those people who are stressing us out. Help us, God, to use your wisdom to be faithful to you. In Jesus' name.